Hello, and welcome to the Dr. Jocker's Functional Nutrition Podcast, the show designed to give you science-based solutions to improve your health and life. I'm Dr. David Jockers, doctor of natural medicine, chiropractor, and functional nutrition practitioner, and I'm the host of this podcast. I'm here to tell you that your body was created to heal itself, and on this show, we focus on strategies you can apply today to heal and function at your best. I'm excited about today's podcast, but before we jump in, I wanted to remind you to download this month's special gift at drjockersgift.com. From keto meal plans, smoothie recipes, to fasting quick start guides, we have a new complimentary gift every single month. To get your gift, simply visit drjockersgift.com. That's D-R-J-O-C-K-E-R-S-G-I-F-T.com. Thanks for spending time with me, and let's go into the show. My friends, nothing feels better than being able to enjoy rich, smooth, creamy chocolate and knowing you're doing something good for your body. Unprocessed chocolate, called cacao, is rich in theobromides and PEAs, which are neuroactive alkaloids that boost the neurotransmitters, dopamine, serotonin, and endorphins in your brain, which make you feel alive and well. In addition, cacao is rich in polyphenols, including EGCG. In fact, it's more potent than green tea in that powerful polyphenolic antioxidant. And that improves the inflammatory process. It helps induce autophagy where your body literally starts to heal and repair itself. And also that protects you from oxidative stress. Now, my favorite brand of cacao powder is Cacao Bliss, which starts with 100% organic cacao beans that are naturally kissed by the sun, which allows them to maintain the integrity of their powerful health benefits. Then they take the cacao and they blend it with turmeric, one of the most powerful anti-inflammatory herbs. They use MCT oil, which helped uh, help turn into ketones quickly in your system. They use coconut, they use Himalayan sea salt, cinnamon, and black pepper, and they sweeten it with monk fruit for the perfect blend that tastes fantastic and helps balance and stabilize your blood sugar. Now these ingredients, they enhance your mood, your memory, and your mindset, and they really help you experience pure bliss when you consume them, and that's why they call it cacao bliss. So if you're a chocolate lover, a superfood enthusiast like me, or someone who wants to experience life at a higher level, I invite you to try them out. You can get cacao bliss at this website, eartheecofoods.com forward slash David Jockers. That's Earth. Echo or E C H O foods.com forward slash David Jockers and use the coupon code, just my first name, David, to get 15% off of your order. Cacao Bliss is a low carb, gluten free, GMO free, vegan, paleo, and keto friendly superfood powder that you can put in protein shakes. You can throw it in some almond milk, coconut milk. You can replace your coffee with it if you like. You can put it in different baked goods. A lot of people will use it to make different chocolate fat bombs, chocolate muffins, chocolate protein shakes. So try it out today. Again, eartheecofoods.com forward slash David Jockers and use the coupon code David to save 15% off today. How would you like to win a 90-day supply of Paleo Valley Turmeric Complex? Turmeric is one of the best supplements you can take to keep inflammation under control to support your brain, your gut, and your skin, and really keep you healthy and strong and feeling great. And you can win a 90-day supply now by going to ratemypodcast.com forward slash jockers. Leave a review for our podcast. And then send a screenshot or a confirmation of the review to assistance at drjockers.com. Winners will be announced and contacted on November 30th and will receive a 90-day supply of the Paleo Valley Turmeric Complex. So that just may be you. On top of that, when you leave a review, you help us reach more people and impact more lives. So thanks so much for doing that. 
And I'm pulling for you, hoping that you will be the one that wins the 90-day supply of Paleo Valley Turmeric Complex. So again, simply go to ratemypodcast.com forward slash jockers, leave a review, and then send a screenshot or confirmation of the review to assistance at drjockers.com to be entered to win. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. Today, I have got Hampton Young. He is a uh, he's a functional health coach that works with drjockers.com, personal trainer, really a health guru. He's been working with people all over the world, helping them dramatically improve their health. And we're going to talk about terrain theory. You know, in today's day and age, there's so much emphasis on germs and viruses and infections. And we're going to talk about really the quality of the host, the terrain. And we're going to talk about what happens to our cells when they feel like they're under threat. So we're going to talk a little bit about the cell danger response. And we're going to talk about natural strategies that you can take, things that you could be doing and things that Hampton is coaching people with in order to help them reestablish and build balance in their terrain and really create greater resilience in their body, resilience against infections, resilience against stressors, and really optimal health. And so Hampton, welcome to the podcast. Awesome. Well, I'm, I'm excited to be here. I'm grateful. Thank you, Dr. Jockers, for having me. Well, for sure. Well, Hampton, you know, obviously you joined our team this year, and I was really excited to have you join us. You're just passionate about health, passionate about helping people um, really optimize their overall health and well-being. And uh, I know your heart goes out for what's happening in our society where people are just being so scared, um, you know, scared of viruses, scared of germs. And, you know, it doesn't have to be that way. Like really ultimately the way God created us was that was to be resilient to stress, right. resilient to pathogens. And, uh, you know, really microorganisms in general, they have a job. Their job is to break down decaying matter. And our job is to really be vibrant and alive, to not be decaying matter, you know, and to be vibrant and alive. And I know you share that passion with me. And, uh, and so let's talk a little bit about germ theory and terrain theory and, and give people kind of the foundation here. Sure. Yeah. Well, I love it. I totally agree. Everything you just said. I mean, uh, that's just it. Germs have a function. They have a role. We God created them with specific uh, purpose. And we actually now have learned a good bit on many of their roles studying the microbiome. Um, and, and, and we just continue to learn more about how they actually uh, can change in their roles dependent upon the environment that they're in and the demands placed upon them in the environment. So when we're talking about our health, our terrain, that really is the premier and the first place where uh, the microbes are either serving us or they're decomposing us. And obviously, we, uh, we don't want to be decomposed premature. So um, yeah, with that said, the uh, kind of two main uh, theories, if you will, that you just mentioned, germ theory and terrain theory, um, Essentially, in a nutshell, the, the germ theory is that, uh, well, Louis Pasteur is the most famous recognized uh, science. He kind of popularized this theory. There was many that went actually before him, centuries past, that actually were, uh, you know, essentially undermining or, you know, confirming this um, theory. It just not, it wasn't as, as widely known. But um, it's the idea that microbes uh, are the cause of disease. And so he really went to uh, an extent to try to isolate these microbes and then, and then see what specific diseases that they are responsible for. And then that just led down this, this really this uh, train of isolation. And so uh, when you contrast that with the terrain theory, it's really looking at how microbes are part of the environment. They're a foundational part of the environment. Um, and so every living entity and being has uh, microbes that, that are useful for them. And so this is looking at um, how the microbes respond to the environment or the host uh, of, their, of their living biology. And so then we can kind of see that, hey, uh, diseases aren't necessarily specific to bacteria, but that diseases are a byproduct of a, a terrain that becomes imbalanced and then uh, the bacteria can then shift into a decomposition uh, role, essentially. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And so, uh, you know, the germ theory, like you, you mentioned, Pasteur, um, mm -hmm. you know, he really popularized that. And then with the terrain theory, it was uh, two French 
biologist, physiologist. You had um, Bouchamp, I think I'm saying his name right. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I don't speak French very well, but right. uh, Bouchamp and Claude Bernard. And these guys were, Claude Bernard and, and Bouchamp were rivals to Pasteur in a sense, right? Because, you know, when it comes to scientists, everybody wants to have the idea that changes the world. And, um, and so their ideas, uh, you know, they, they clashed because Pasteur was saying, no, 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 it's the germs. If, if you're exposed to these microbes, you will get disease. And then Bachamp and Bernard were saying, you know what, that's not really the case. You can be exposed to those things, but if your body, your terrain, your cells, because the terrain theory is also called the cellular theory, if your cells and your terrain are healthy, then you're not going to get disease. And so they were clashing when it came to this. And as the story goes, Pasteur actually on his deathbed, he said that Bouchamp was right, right? Even though his idea had really taken off, he said, you know what? It's really the host, okay? And part of germ theory does say that these germs cause disease, but it also depends on the quality of the host. But unfortunately, that element of it was... Um, was really minimalized by, by quality of the host. He meant the overall resilience of the body. So he kind of had that idea in, in the original germ theory, but because of the idea of, of blaming pathogens that just became popularized and the idea of, you know, Hey, if we can find medical treatments to kill these pathogens, um, you know, that was just so inviting to chemical companies and different industries that they really focus and emphasize on the germs and not the other part of germ theory, which depends on your resilient factor, right? Your, you know, there's a lot of different terms for it. One is your vital force, right? Your, um, your resilience factor, your ability to adapt to stressors and be resilient in general. Um, you know, your, your cellular health, right? We could talk, we could say a lot of things about that, but that was, that was minimized. And again, the emphasis was put on the germs. Yeah, absolutely. And so I think that's, those are good key points that maybe, of course, we don't fully know his intentions behind that. I mean, I'm sure he was, he was goodwilled and wanted to do the best, like you said, in, in eradicating disease and suffering from people. Um, but the unfortunate downside is we, the more we, we see that isolation, all these, these microbes work in communication with one another and communication with ourselves. And the further you isolate, uh, you, you actually are enhancing that one microbe's ability to, uh, to multiply right? and, then, and then increase its um, you know, decomposing uh, properties if, if it's out of balance, so to speak. So, um, yeah, I completely agree with that. And it is interesting that it, at, you know, he spent as much of his career um, looking to, to prove that the, the microbe uh, was the cause of the disease, and then he ultimately did concede um, that Bouchamp's uh, uh, ideas and what he was discovering with his experiments really did point to its terrain. And there's another gentleman that, uh, when I was researching this, I believe I wrote his name down, but either way, he was before Pasteur, and he actually mm. spent his whole life um, studying microbes. And at the end, he, he came to a similar conclusion that if I could live my life over again, um, I, I would... I would study the role that microbes seek their a natural environment and not that dis the disease is caused by the microbes. And so it's just interesting that a lot of these, these guys that uh, we credit with the germ theory actually did concede once yeah. they, uh, they you know, studied it long enough, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah, very true. Now, in the terrain theory, there's this idea of pleomorphism, mm -hmm. which really hasn't been fully scientifically proven, but there's, it's a theory and it's just an idea. Um, but it's interesting. It's a fascinating idea. And so can you talk, talk more about that? Yeah. So Bouchamp really came up with this term pleomorphism and pleo mean many, um, morphism is, is form. So more, many forms essentially. And so one of the tenets of, of terrain theory was that these microbes, um, and Bouchamp would kind of, he, he coined them microzyma. It was like a foundational form of a of bacteria. And from those, um, came forth, uh, you have yeast, you have, uh, fungus, and then you have mold. And he kind of classified those as like the progression, uh, yeah. from, uh, when the terrains, uh, you know, disease tissue, this, you know, oxygen levels drop, the charge drops. We can talk about that later. Uh, the, this kind of order of, of, I guess you could call it mutation or trans transformation, pleomorphism would occur in these microbes. And each 
you know, pleomorphic step, there was an intensity, intensifying um, recycling or uh, he called it, uh, I think he called it mor morbid factor, essentially just, just the microbes intensifying their ability to break down mm. disease tissue and cells and, and basically take, take out the trash, decompose, whatever that, that matter was. And so, um, yeah, you're right. It hasn't been fully vetted out, you know, in, in the, today's science, but it is very interesting. I even think about like uh, Lyme, you know, Lyme disease. And yeah. there's, we, we do see that these um, spirochetes, the, the, the name spirochete is a form of, of that microbe that can turn into like a spiral type shape. And then you've got like a, uh, I think a round form and then there's another form. So we, we know that they do have this capacity to shift I think yeah. the question for me is, is this the same microbe or is this, uh, you know, uh, 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 I don't know, another microbe in the same lineage? I don't, we don't know the specifics, but we know that they, I feel like they can morph in and out of different forms. And it makes sense if one, if a form of a microbe is there to metabolically support you and, and mm. create these metabolic byproducts to help you produce vitamin K2, B, you know, B vitamins, serotonin in the gut. Uh, but just the same, they can produce these endotoxins and exotoxins, which are going to effectually help break down, whether it's their exuding chemicals that help break down the cellular structure of an organism, um, their metabolic waste is also helping that. Um, and so it, it kind of makes sense that there would be the ability for them to shift back and forth um, when we see that it's really a response to the terrain, you know, uh, yeah. of the host. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, Two people, basically, the idea also is that two people can have, you know, the same microbes in their system. Yeah. Well, one is producing a virulence factor or like a pathogenic disease-causing agent, um, you know, an endotoxin, let's say, whereas the other one's not. And, and so the question is, why is that, right? And the idea is that, well, the overall vital force of the body, right? And you were talking about you know, the, um, the charge of the cells, right. Which is a component of the vital force of the body is helping keep that microorganism in a certain physiological state to where it's not releasing that virulence factor, that disease causing factor. Whereas the other person, their charge is different. And therefore now that pathogen is releasing a virulent factor that is driving up inflammation and 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 creating sick sicker cells and, and creating disease in the body. So uh, you know we can see this with different things. Like for example, if we do a stool test, we might find H. pylori with you know in the same count for two different individuals, but one has virulence factor or C. diff, you know, Clostridium difficile, with in in the same quantities for two different individuals but one has high levels of virulence factor and the other one doesn't, right? So we can look at that and we got, so we don't, then we have to ask why, why is that, right? And the terrain theory kind of helps to give us an idea of why that may be. Yeah, absolutely. And so that kind of segues um, into some of the factors that we would see that are affecting the terrain. Like you said, hey, one person is exposed to a pathogen, um, pathogenic load, whether you know that's someone that's actually expressing symptoms of of what we would call sickness, right? They're ex yeah. exuding the, this this matter, um, uh, and then another person, the same person in the family, is exposed, and they they don't have any negative mm. response. And so when we kind of look at okay, well, what's going on at the cellular level and the metabolism, um, we see a kind of four key factors, if you will. Um, one, we talked about cells. Cells have a charge. You know, our nervous system has a type of electrical component to it, piezoelectric, um, electromagnetic, you know, uh, nature to it. So our cells use this, this frequency, this charge to uh, essentially transfer electrons and, and oxygen and hydrogen. And, and basically that, not getting too scientific, that is, we have a sweet spot. Um, our cells like to be at, I think it's negative 20 to 25 millivolts. Um, and so that's kind of the homeostasis where we're able to pull nutrients in the cell. We're able to produce energy. We're able to uh, utilize oxygen and, and the various nutrients like B vitamins, coenzymes, magnesium. Um, there's a whole plethora of, of uh, co-nutrients for that function. But uh, either way, we're able to pull nutrients in, create energy. We're able to excrete waste. Um, we have a whole you know, mechanism of, of microbes that are helping kind of screen 
from uh, letting in undigested proteins, um, any kind of environmental toxins, a lot of times they will actually break them down um, for us. So that's one huge component. Um, and I don't know if you want to chime in before I go into to another one, but uh, that's, that's a really big one is, is keeping that cellular charge. Yeah, for sure. And when we don't, now cells start to malfunction and uh, they're not able to communicate as, as effectively with each other. So cell-to-cell communication starts to break down. When the charge starts to break down with red blood cells, they start to clump together and their ability to bring, deliver oxygen to cells also goes down. It's kind of a vicious cycle. Mm-hmm. Really, when it comes to health, it's important for listeners to understand what a vicious cycle is. A vicious cycle is basically when one bad thing leads to the next bad thing, and then the next bad thing, and the next bad thing. So it doesn't autocorrect. It just things just kind of get worse. It's like, you know, in a sense, it's an adaptive response, but it's a negative spiral. Like we're going downhill uh, as the body's adapting in this way until things are reset, right? And ideally, there's there's like a healing cycle where where things are reset and the charge is reestablished. But if we never get there, we just continue on this vicious cycle downward. Yeah, absolutely. And that's kind of where we get into the cell danger response, right? Yeah. So the cell danger response would be, okay, uh, cell charge is going down. And let me back up for a minute. The cell charge going down is affected uh, for, for emotional stress, you know, uh, mm-hmm. unforgiveness, bitterness, yeah. anger, all these emotions that are held within are actually, um, they're not lowering our charge. They're essentially, I mean, our charge is, is a, a negative charge, but um, for the sake, they're just imbalancing charge in the cellular communication. And so that's disrupting biochemical reactions in the body um, as well. And so that's going to, like we just said, the, uh, the negative feedback cycle is going to intensify. But so you have negative emotions, you have chemicals from the water, the air, the food, um, just that are ubiquitous in our society and food systems. And I know we've talked about that a lot on this podcast, mm-hmm. um, but you have those. Um, and then you have nutrient deficiencies, you know, whether, you know, there's uh, something that you're not getting in the food the way it's grown um, or, hey, if you're eating in a depressed, angry state, that affects your ability to absorb those nutrients. There's multiple ways you can get a nutrient deficiency. Um, even if you're if you're under high stress, right, you're going to burn through a lot of these minerals, electrolyte minerals um, that are critical for, for nervous system function, ATP production, mitochondrial um, you know, functioning. So that's a those are easy ways that the body can lose its charge and it can get uh, what we call incoherent or just imbalanced so to speak so then the cell danger response would be the cell uh it's infinitely intelligent i believe that god created it with the capacity to heal and to uh prompt you know healing mechanisms and the cell danger response would be one where the actually I believe it's the mitochondria that we're learning would sense that the cell charge or the pH, the oxygen, they're dropping, these levels are dropping. So it's going to initiate kind of like, hey, we need to we need to reinforce, we need to fortify, we need to protect so that uh, this damage is minimized, right? And so that's where you're going to see, um, I was even researching for this, the cell charge will actually go from a negative 20 to 25, it'll, it'll go down to like a negative 50 to 70, which is actually good in the uh, immediate sense because it's ramping up, um, you know, trying to, to fortify the, the cellular structure, eliminate waste, um, a lot of different protective mechanisms um, because it's, it's acknowledging, hey, something's out of balance and we wanna try to stop this before it takes out not just one system, but all body systems and goes systemic. Yeah, for sure. So we used to think the mitochondria of the cell was just, all it did was produce energy. It was just a factory that produced energy. But now we know it has this intelligence that God put within it that allows it, it's actually sensing what's happening in the environment and, and basically signaling in the cell um, how to adapt to that environment. And so one of the adaptations is often a hypometabolic state where it's reducing energy production and can even go into a state of pro-oxidation where it actually turns up oxidative activity, which you know, you wouldn't think would be a good thing because it's actually damaging to the cell components, right? But the idea there is if there's a pathogen, we're trying to kill that pathogen before it infects enough cells. So, you know, we're, we're basically, we're trying to turn on that sort of oxidation, get rid of cellular waste, uh, you know, sequester toxins, 
and help help the body eliminate these things, go through a healing cycle, right? Because that's the whole idea is we have this short term. And one way we can experience is like if we have the flu. It's like we have, if we have the flu within, you know, 24 hours, like we feel significantly lower energy, right? We feel toxic and sick, right? And this is where we have enough cells turning on this response. But then we go through the healing cycle. We rest, you know, we detox, maybe we're fasting, we're, we're doing immune support, ideally doing these things, going through a healing cycle. And now the body has shed those infected cells, gotten rid of, you know, a lot of waste. And now it's back to back into balance. And now we have energy again, right? We feel back to normal. And so this is kind of the, the response. Unfortunately, for a lot of people, their body gets stuck in a state of cell danger response, and they never really go through a full healing cycle. Yeah, uh, I completely agree. And that just makes me think of too, even we're talking about uh, the cyclical nature of the body um, and, and in, even autophagy with fasting, right? That's a yeah. catabolic process, but it's highly beneficial when used strategically and acutely or in a long-term plan that you have phases of coming in and out of that catabolic state. And so catabolic by nature is the breaking down, the removal, the recycling, yeah. the repair. But again, it's gotta be a cycle. And so we have to have times of, of growth and renewal and expanse. And then we wanna have times of, of less, of recycling, renewal and cleansing. So again, it's that same pattern the body has been programmed to run off of. Um, so anything acute has a purpose, but when that acute process goes to chronic or long-term, that's where a good thing turns into a bad thing. Yeah, absolutely. And so what are some strategies that we can do to help turn on? You, you were talking about stimulating autophagy, fasting. What are some of your top strategies that you work with when somebody comes in, they're in this kind of stuck cell danger response, you know, mm -hmm. enough cells have pleomorphed, um, you know, and they're expressing this hyphen ease, right? Where it's yeah. like, they yeah. may not have been diagnosed with a disease, but they're definitely not feeling their best. Right. Absolutely. I love that disease basically is an imbalance, an imbalance of, of a body system or multiple body systems, a systemic, just, uh, you know, imbalance of the nervous system regulation. So I like to start out, there's like seven, seven key things. I mean, I have a ton of them, but I just jotted down a few for today that I really love because the entry level is, is, is so low that the benefit for doing these things on a consistent basis has major positive payoffs. And so that's what I like to, to really empower people that they, they health can be simple and get the most bang for your buck for the time you're putting in. So to start off, um, box breathing, just, oxygenation is so foundational we've talked about cellular charge at the end of the day the cells creating energy using oxygen so breathing is so critical and fundamental and free so i love the technique called box breathing and essentially what it's it's doing is um it's a balanced cycle of of you could do four or five seconds of an inhale and then you you have a pause of four or five seconds and then you exhale again four to five seconds and then you have another pause ending the cycle for four or five seconds and you can start out two or three minutes once a day maybe twice a day and I, I really like this one because it's it's a simple technique but what it really helps do is um kind of modulate and balance our autonomic nervous system our sympathetic and parasympathetic so it really helps give you a little bit of the best of both worlds in the sense of calm and coherent and, and your focus can can kind of narrow in and increase but at the same time you're um you're just grounding your your nervous system can relax a little bit um and so it's just very good overall and i really learned about it from uh, mark divine he's a, an ex-navy seal and that's one of his you know premier methods for breathing that's that's really simple and tactical that he used to teach the navy seals and i figured wow uh, i should look into this if you know they're using it and getting mm -hmm. great results um for it's a simple technique you could do under any circumstance. I thought this, there's got to be a lot to this. So anyhow, that's that's one thing I like to start clients with. And you can progress to five to ten minutes. But I really like to do it first thing in the morning. Uh, I do this really any time of the day. You can do it when you're driving. If you're you know feeling yeah. stressed, come on. You're late, traffic, whatever. Um, so it's not something that takes a lot of like skill to do. Um, and it's actually the more you do it, you just get into a rhythm. And so I'll notice myself just 
when I, when I feel during the day, like I want to, I need to kind of, uh, you know, reset, if you will, uh, I'll just do that for a few minutes. And it's, it's really phenomenal. So that's one yeah. thing I really enjoy. I just wanted to interrupt this podcast to tell you about one of my favorite adaptogenic mixes. It's called Organifi Gold Pumpkin Spice Blend. This mix combines 4,000 years of ancient natural medicine wisdom with the autumn taste you know and love. It's got medicinal mushrooms, restorative herbs, and nostalgic spices that work in synergy to calm your nervous system, replenish antioxidants, and curb nighttime cravings. My favorite ingredients in this include organic turmeric, cinnamon, ginger, clove, lemon balm, turkey tail, and reishi mushrooms. These clinically studied organic ingredients have been shown to help promote calmness and relaxation, help support good digestion, stabilize your blood sugar, stop cravings, and promote restful sleep. It tastes great. It's flavored with monk fruit, which is an all-natural sweetening agent that is low-carb, doesn't impact your blood sugar, and is keto-friendly. The ingredients are certified organic, they're glyphosate residue-free, and they're dairy and soy-free and vegan. The Organifi Cold Pumpkin Spice is amazing. You guys are going to love it, and now you can save 20% off your order by going to www.organifi.com dot com forward slash jockers that's o-r-g-a-n-i-f-i dot com backslash jockers to receive 20% off your order you guys are going to love this I put a scoop in some coconut milk or almond milk or something like that and you can have it either cold or warm depending on what you enjoy more I have it in the evening after my dinner it helps settle my stomach improve my digestion it's got a great flavor to it very enjoyable, helps stabilize my blood sugar and helps take away any sort of nighttime cravings and really promotes good, deep, restorative sleep at night. I love it. And I think you guys will too. So try it out today, Organifi.com forward slash jockers. I think that's so important. And we got to have strategies that we can do the moment we start to experience stress. So momentarily, that really don't cost anything that we can just do right on the spot. And so breathing mm-hmm. is a really critical trigger. It's either going to trigger us and put us into, you know, more of a stress response, or we can use it as a way of helping calm our nervous system, relax our nervous system, or prime our body to deal with some sort of a, a stressor. And so box breathing is a great strategy. Also, you can do things like uh, alternating nostril breathing. Have you ever mm-hmm. tried that? I have. Yeah. Yeah. So that's another strategy that you can do. And just in general, like throughout the day, really be aware. A lot of people are chronic mouth breathers where they're breathing out of their mouth all the time. So nasal breathing, just breathing through your nose actually increases the oxygenation. You actually increase nitric oxide um, in your blood, which helps dilate your blood vessels and brings more oxygen into uh, all the different regions of your body. So all your tissues, you help to, to oxygenate them and also it's, it's correlated with that parasympathetic nervous system, which helps keep you calm and relaxed, um, when you're nasal breathing. So I think that's another, another great thing. So you mentioned the box breathing, um, and what are the details of that four to five second inhale stop four to five, right? Yeah. So it's just, if you just look, think about it, it literally goes in a box. So you start with the inhale four to five seconds. Uh, if you need to, you can start with three, some people, and and I will mention, I recommend doing this through the nose the whole time. So complete nasal breathing, right? Um, and then, yeah, so you're going to hold it for four, four to five seconds. Then you exhale slowly out of the nose for four to five seconds. And then you pause again before you take your next breath, four to five mm-hmm. seconds. So it just kind of goes in a box. And as you start out, it can, it's actually helpful if you just do the counting and make it, it's make it a little bit more mechanic. And then your body will naturally get that muscle memory and then you'll feel the rhythm of it. And then it's almost like once you connect to the rhythm of that, of that pattern, that's really where you start to feel a lot of the results. Um, but to start out, it's super simple. You just count and follow the instructions and, and yeah. it'll get you there for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I like that idea. You know, you're patterning your nervous system, right? Just kind of like yeah. with movement, exercise, different things like that. We pattern the nervous system. And a lot of people mm-hmm. are patterned for very short, shallow breathing when they're under stress, which totally. only amplifies the stress response and can keep them in a state of stress and turn on, you know, the cell danger response and keep them in that. 
for a chronic period of time. So repatterning the nervous system with the way that you breathe is so important. What's next? Yeah, I love that. Um, let's go to talking about patterning, grounding. So I know you've spoken to this. I know you, mm -hmm. I've heard you mention you do this and I, I yeah. like you do this in the morning, specifically grounding with bare feet on the ground. So the earth is the, the, the largest source of free negative ions. And basically that just means we're talking about keeping our cellular charge um, optimized. This is, you know, God's gift to us that we can literally go yeah. out and the nerve endings. I think there's like 40,000 plus nerve endings, nerve endings on the bottom of your feet. It connects to the earth's magnetic uh, charge, the Schumann resonance and it's releasing all these positively charged ions that will create oxidation and inflammation in the body and in the exchange we get um, just a, a better uptake of these negatively charged ions which helps recalibrate and pattern our nervous system and um, eliminate that oxidative stress and it's really easy so I love to go out in the morning barefoot um, you know probably I'd say right now I'm at 15 minutes just with you know my schedule and things like that mm -hmm. um, but I'll piggyback on that. So that's grounding. But when you do that, you're also outside. And so if you yeah. want to throw in the box breathing, then too, you're, you're getting, you know, two for one, if you will, yeah. or really three, three for one, because when you're breathing fresh air, you're also getting the diverse mm -hmm. microbial exposure. If you're, you know, wherever you are, hopefully there's some tree around there, you know, there's yeah. some kind of bush or something. So you're actually getting a diversified um, microbial exposure, which is beneficial so that you have a, a really broad and, and well-diversified balanced, um, mm. you know, microbial, uh, uh, balance. So I like to do that first thing in the morning, but again, I'll do that at the end of the day. If there's, you know, something stressful or I, I love to do it after a workout too. Again, yeah. just it's so simple. Uh, it's just, um, something like my wife is very sensitive to, uh, she can actually kind of feel the tingle a little bit. Uh, I never really feel it, but I definitely know that I, like I, doing it consistently for years now, I just, I, I know it, it's one piece that uh, adds to my total health. So I love, yeah. I love grounding for those reasons. Yeah. So powerful. And I love the idea of stacking these, these modalities, these strategies here, biohacks, yeah. you could call them. Um, and so you stack them. And so also going out, like, for example, if you're going out at sunrise or like in the evening and sunset, you have a lot of near infrared and red light, which is also, um, very healthy and healing for your mitochondria. So, uh, very therapeutic for you in the middle of the day, you have your, your blue light, your UVA, UVB rays, which helps stimulate your vitamin D. So, you know, getting out in the sun, you mentioned, you know, getting that diverse array of microorganisms that are coming from, you know, when you're outside breathing, it's, there's a lot in the air. So you're getting that. Yeah. Ideally there's good stuff. And if you're around yeah. trees, yeah. trees and plants are producing healthy, volatile, organic compounds, good ones, right? You hear about VOCs being bad, but they're actually producing plant essential oils which um, have a natural calming effect on your physiology. They, um, they're antimicrobial, they're, they're immune supportive, they're adaptogens, meaning they help adapt you to your stress response to the environment. So yeah, you're getting a lot of benefit when you're doing that. I like to stretch, you know, I get out and I do that mm -hmm. in the morning, like I was talking about. That's kind of yeah. when I do some stretching, great time for praying, um, yep. setting your mind, your mindset for the day, uh, surrendering your, your ego, um, all the things that create, you know, a sense of suffering and a sense of, uh, you know, attachment to things and, uh, just really surrendering yourself to God and, and his plan for your life that day. So, um, so I think it's a, just a great strategy, think great thing to do, you know, and there's an ancient proverb that says, if you want to have great energy, go out and watch the sunrise. Right. And, uh, I would add to that in a grounded state. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. then if you want to have, you want to sleep well at night, watch the sunset. Right. And you're getting that red yeah. light near infrared when you're doing that, which is just so good for your mitochondria and your circadian rhythm. Yeah, no, I, I, I absolutely love that. Uh, for the sake of not rattling on all of these, essentially all, but maybe one of these that I'm mentioning, I pretty much knock out in the morning, but I consistently yeah. do them throughout the day. But that sunlight in the eye, love it for the circadian rhythm and balance and the waking and sleep cycles. You know, um, we're getting the serotonin 
release exposure during the day to then convert into the melatonin at night. Yeah. So I like to get that for clients, just super simple, but that's just, again, we're talking about patterning the nervous system, the endocrine system, our hormonal patterns and rhythms. They all work on rhythm. Circadian yeah. rhythm is, is the driver of our endocrine system. And so, yeah, absolutely getting the, the sunlight hitting the, the optic nerve. It's, it's critical. Um, absolutely. So that moves me into my next uh, little tip, if you will. It's it's hydration, and I like you love to super hydrate, especially in the morning. Yeah. And um, I like to do uh, like a, a hydration. I call it like a hydration tonic. Um, it's an adrenal cocktail is another name for it. There's a lot of versions of it, but essentially, you know, um, ideally you have clean, filtered, structured water. And then uh, I like to add in Celtic sea salt for the, for the uh, you know, ionic trace minerals, you're getting high yeah. quality sodium and chloride. And then I'll add in a acerola um, powder for some vitamin C in there. Mm. And then I will do for source of potassium, I'll do like maybe some coconut water powder, or if mm. you don't want the sugars in there, you can do like an aloe that actually has a lot of good potassium yeah. in there. You can do um, lemon. You lemon can do lemons. There. Absolutely. You could, there's so many varieties of this mm -hmm. drink, but um. That, oh, and so I, right currently what I'm doing, I sprouted wheatgrass. So I'll, I'll juice a shot of wheatgrass, pour that in there just for, you know, loaded chlorophyll yeah. enzymes. Yeah. Um, and, and anyways, I'm, I'm doing that in the morning, probably 30 ounces. And so I'm drinking that hydrating within the first hour of waking up and outside doing all those others. And so that's just uh, a jump start for getting your cells, the cell charge again, balanced. We're getting uh, oxygen in there, you know, where we're waking up the digestion slowly. Um, so I love that as a hydration tip. And um, one thing I thought was really interesting, I've learned, um, I don't know if you're familiar with Mortley Robbins. He's a, have you heard of him somewhat? Heard of him. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, his whole thing is it's, he's just kind of really doing a deep dive on copper and the role it plays with the ceruloplasm and the, the ability for the hemoglobin and iron to carry oxygen. And so the vitamin C complex actually has copper items or atoms at its center and so that's really powerful for utilizing oxygen um, and the role it plays um, with iron driving the oxygen into the cells or releasing it if you will so um uh, i've just been really enjoying that right now in this season and so i think hydrating in the morning is critical um yeah so i yeah 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 yeah. And I love the effect too of hydration. You know, we're all dehydrated when we wake up in the morning because we've been breathing yeah. out water vapor all morning long. And, you know, the idea of being well hydrated, it's, it's constantly fluctuating throughout the day. Nobody's like fully hydrated all day long, every day. So in the morning we're all dehydrated. So hydrating well, um, so critical, getting those salts in really good for, for the adrenals. Warm beverages also help stimulate the vagus nerve, which helps give you, you know, you kind of want this combination because in the morning you should have good cortisol, which gives you energy and wakefulness, but you don't want to overdo it. And so stimulating some of that vagus nerve will help keep you focused. So you'll get the benefits of the cortisol focus and energy, but it will also help keep you calm and stimulating that vagus nerve helps you stimulate your bowels and your large intestine is most active between 6 a.m. and 9 a.m. So you really want to be moving your bowels, flushing out waste, so critical to get the waste out. Um, and ideally in the morning, getting that out, you'll notice that you just have better energy, better mental clarity. You're more prepared for your day, less anxiety, less stress, and more focus and better memory, better recall, better cognitive acceleration. So you'll be really ready to take on your day when you do that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, my next piece would be start, we can say we're, all these things are great to do first thing in the morning. I highly recommend them. So uh, mindset, you know, setting your intention for the day. And you mentioned prayer. Um, yeah. That's something I, I ground myself in connecting to God in the morning, mm. reading some scripture yeah. and then setting intention for the day. But um, uh, for mindset, I think it's so important because now we're, we're really seeing like, um, as a man thinks in his heart, so he's becoming, and we're learning that that scripture, we're seeing the, the, the relevance of that, even in our physiology and seeing that when we're harboring, you know, negative mindsets, it's shutting down our digestive system. It's increasing these stress hormones, which we, we don't want turned on um, chronically. And so there's just so many things that that is disrupting. And so I, I like this simple, just reframing um, your perceptions. And it's something you can do first thing in the morning, if you needed to, if you, if you still waking up, still mulling over something, uh, just clearing the slate. But I also really like to do this anytime during the day, just have a quick check-in. 
Um, am I harboring any, um, you know, yeah. on my end? Is there anything that I'm holding against somebody that that I perceive wronged me, or did am I am I offended at some what somebody said, or just it, it could be a million different circumstances. But it's really just allowing me to check in with my heart, with my emotional state, and recognize, hey, is there something here? And um, you know, just seeing it for what it is not being condemned, but then recognizing, hey, this isn't life giving. This is actually, if I, if I don't, you know, deal with this, it's going to negatively affect my goals, my relationships, what I'm wanting to accomplish today. And so just a reframing of perspective. And um, for me, you know, uh, I'm, I'm putting on the mind of Christ. I'm, I'm giving forgiveness. I'm even in forgiving. Sometimes maybe I'm becoming aware, hey, I might need a, a develop a better healthy boundary in this relationship, which actually is serving both parties, right? So um, the examples are endless, but that's something so critical that I find we just, um, we're not aware of the, the, the conversation, the, the dialogue that's um, often in the back of our mind or the subconscious. So really just bringing awareness to that piece throughout the day, quick check-ins can be just pivotal. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's so important. Really having good awareness of where you are mentally, emotionally, and spiritually, I think is so critical. And, uh, you know, we got to take captivity of our mind, like it talks yeah. about in the Bible. And, uh, you know, this is a way of doing that, just really checking in, seeing where you're at. Are you harboring bitterness, unforgiveness? Um, are you acting out of pride and, you know, egotism? Or are you staying humble? Are you staying mm -hmm. calm and, and, and staying grateful? for, for, you know, the gifts you have in life. And so I think that's so critical and that will help relax you, calm you and put you in the right state to, uh, to handle stress in your life. Yeah. Yeah. So good. So good. I think that's in my opinion, the most important out of all of these, yeah. um, and, and everything else flows out of that place, you know? So, um, you start there and everything else is going to be enhanced and work better for you. Um, and then wrapping up the last couple, I'll just combine having to do with nutrition. So just for anybody baseline coming in before we get into specific, you know, diets or, or protocols or whatnot, really one, this sounds so silly, but focusing on chewing. I mean, most of us, like yeah. we talked about, are living in that fight or flight state, high cortisol. Uh, we're not digesting or absorbing nutrients and we're not chewing either because we're eating in five minutes, right? And, right. and, and then let's add in we're anxious or, or mad or something. So it's just like um, taking the moment to chew <laughs> 20 to 30 bites. And you don't have to be legalistic about it, but I'm telling you, um, just from not just me, but other coaches and people that really, if you really put uh, in the effort to just slow down, chew your food well, you're doing so much for digestion. You know, you're releasing yeah. enzymes in the salivary glands. It's really priming the body, priming the, even then going into the HCL production of the stomach. Um, you're just really going to enhance what you're getting out of your food in the first place, especially if you are already trying to eat organic and you're really paying attention to foods that work well for you. And, and that um, it's just, uh, you're doing yourself a disservice if you're scarfing it down because you're not even giving it a chance. So that's, that's something that's really huge. And then it just piggybacks what we were just talking about is really taking one to two moments. Do that box breathing, uh, say a prayer, give thanks, just connect with the moment, the people you're sharing the meal with, uh, enjoying and delighting in. If you're eating something you love, it's like just super healthy that you like love to eat and just it's delicious. Like delight in that moment. And that's going to do so much uh, for your parasympathetic tone to kick in, rest, digest, again, enhancing all the, the physiological processes of digestion. Um, but those two things I think are free, overlooked, and so easy. Uh, but the yeah. payoff um, is, is just, is huge if we do them consistently. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's so, so critical, so powerful too, for sure. Well, um, you know, this has been a really, really great interview. You've given a lot of great nuggets here. We talked a lot about terrain theory, cell danger response, um, and really how to, you know, just natural, easy things that you can do immediately starting tomorrow, uh, right. starting now, starting today yes. uh, to really take back control of your health and to turn off the cell danger response, to turn on a healing cycle in your body and allow your body to really get back to balance and homeostasis so you can heal and thrive. So really good stuff. Hampton, any last words of wisdom and where can people find out more about you and work with you? 
Yeah. Well, thank you, Dr. Jockers, for, you know, inviting me to have this conversation. I really enjoyed it. And um, I would leave people with, I want to inspire and, and give people hope for their health, right? I want to uh, make health simple in a complex world. So I really, really, really want to empower in this day and age people to know that, you know, biology, the environment and nature is not against you. You know, we can work with it and align with natural principles and trust God in the body's uh, innate yeah. wisdom that wants to heal, that's always fighting for you, not against you, even when symptoms seem like that might be contrary. Mm. That's actually your body's attempt to heal. And and so I just really want to empower people with hope, with faith, um, that they can heal. And small steps lead to big outcomes when done over a long period of time. And consistency is key um, in, in the health process. Yeah. And so they can find people can find me. Uh, my email is Hampton at drjockers.com. Uh, I'd love to hear from you, anyone that's interested in working with me. Again, I am I'm really big on building a strong foundation, building up that terrain, um, getting really healthy habits established. And then from there, maybe do some specific protocols uh, according to the personal context uh, needed for that health for the health of that person. Yeah, sounds great. And guys, we'll have the uh, Hamptons info in the show notes. So be sure to check that out. Check out his bio page where you can learn more about him. And again, he works with people via phone and Zoom. So he works with people all over the world. I mean, really almost anywhere in the world, uh, you can pretty much work with him and he can help coach you to good health. And he's also an expert when it comes to looking at uh, functional lab work as well. We do a lot of different tests, organic acids, GI map, looking at stool, looking at um, what's happening with organic acids in the urine, blood markers, looking for functional imbalances. He doesn't diagnose any sort of chronic diseases, but he looks at functional imbalances. He looks mm -hmm. to see if, for example, you're stuck in that cell danger response and then gives you strategies based on, you know, customized based on what's happening with labs to help get you out of that and uh, turn on your body's natural healing mechanisms. So definitely check them out. You guys will really be blessed working with somebody like Hampton. And uh, thanks again, Hampton, for your time. And we'll definitely have you back on the podcast here coming down the road. So Sounds thanks again. Great. All right, everybody be blessed. We'll see you guys on a future podcast. Well, that's all for this show. And I want to thank you again for spending your valuable time with me today. And if there was something you heard in this interview that you have questions on or you want to dive into deeper, then drjockers.com is the best place to go. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider taking just a quick moment and giving us a great review. Your reviews help us influence more people and transform more lives. And if you took something valuable away from this episode, then please share it with someone in your life you know it can help. We'll see you soon on a future podcast. Be blessed, everybody.